welcome to today's episode of the BDAC podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussions. Make sure to also like this podcast's Facebook page at facebook.com slash BDAC for more updates. And now, please welcome your host, Lucas Bonifacio. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> welcome back to the BDAC podcast with me, Lucas Bonifacio. Good day, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the show. I know what you're thinking. It has been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. And yeah, I think the last time I recorded or the last episode was Feb 14, about uh, three Sundays ago. And uh, this Sunday, I'm back. And many has transpired for the past three weeks, obviously. And uh, I'm back. Uh, and the simplest answer or the simplest explanation as to why I wasn't able to do uh, record for the past three weeks was I was very busy. Uh, so much work came in uh, for my student council, had so many. Uh, it was just my hell week uh, for two weeks. And uh, so much things were really happening from my end. And I guess now was the only time I got to breathe. So welcome to today's show. I hope you're doing great, my dear friend, my dear viewer. Uh, I know for the past three weeks uh, on both of our ends, you know, many has happened. And I hope you take this time, you know, to wind off, uh, wind down and uh, chill. Just, you know, hear me express my thoughts with our guests for today's story time. And uh, I hope you have a great time for uh, on today's show. So that being said, welcome back to the BDAC podcast. And I guess this is a welcome back for myself. And... Join me for today's episode, as today's episode will be uh, greatly about life. And uh, it's pretty counterintuitive to the show, but I guess it's the high, high time to talk about this. <laughs> so that being said, we open today's show by starting with our weekly updates. All right, news flash. So, you know, three weeks. So this is a pretty long weekly update. But uh, I guess just to keep it short, uh, so many... Has happened obviously and uh based on what i've been writing on my gratitude journal for the past three weeks some i've been on a musical escapade obviously i've been listening to many artists here and there the usual routines uh i've been playing injustice gods among us again uh it's a great game I guess <laughs> for my, of, of course, I think it's a great game. And uh, I recently I revisited it again and uh, it's really great. I know what you're thinking. You had time to play your games, but not the BDAC podcast. I'm sorry. It was only my way to cope, <laughs> cope up with all the things that I had to do. And I've also been playing Mobile Legends. Uh, I joined, we joined this tournament, um, at my friends in my school. And uh, although we lost, but it was a great experience. I learned a lot and, uh, I fostered many, many lessons to improve my game. And recently for my Fortibus, for my Forticast show every Friday, we got the honor and privilege to have with us a former senator here in the Republic of the Philippines. And it was really a, an amazing experience to meet him and have him on our show. And I really want to talk about Hell Week. And this is just between you and me, my dear friend. You know, I really believe that Hell Week shouldn't even happen. I mean, the fact that People are the the fact that there's like a hell week, or there's a possibility of a hell week, means that people might be too complacent or maybe like too comfortable, and they might be just like, okay, there's a hell week, so I'll just cram everything there. No, that doesn't have to happen. I don't know if you agree with me, but that doesn't really have to happen. You just set everything right beforehand, so that you know everyone can pass it really well. Everyone can pass all of these requirements so everyone can pass really great outputs so no one's pressured you know because hell week how many performance tasks did i have how many projects did i have i had like five all at the same time and imagine imagine the quality that i have given to those five projects if those five projects were given to me beforehand and i was able to really give time and effort to do all of those things instead of cramming them all in like one or two weeks isn't doesn't that like make a really huge difference yeah sure a uh, perfect i i would call this um early is better than perfect but all i'm trying to say is that hell weeks don't even need don't have to happen all right because quality might be compromised you know there's so much work on both of our ends and we're all on a pandemic for crying out loud so uh, i hope that doesn't trigger anyone that's just my own thoughts and i really think hell weeks should be avoided at all times because hell weeks don't even have to happen and lastly from my end i guess all is well i've been into dancing lately and 
it's really fulfilling experience although i have my own comments such as i have to lose more weight because uh, instead of looking like a jumping blob <laughs> i should really really lose more weight so that my performances look really nice and uh, i get to i get to be scouted by some <laughs> entertainment agency for some reason so that's just some thinking out loud thoughts so that's my weekly update that's my three weeks worth of weekly update aside from that mini rant on hell weeks <laughs> but i hope you my dear friend you're having uh, a great time you know march the lenten season and uh, i hope you know 2021 is starting out great on your end because for mine i think it seems to be doing great uh, i just hope the rest will be the rest of the months will be great and uh, i hope i get into college soon because this season march april and may are the usual times that the universities here in the philippines release the those who are successful in their attempt to uh, join their universities so i really hope i do get the privilege to go to my um to attend and to join my dream university so you know dear friend that's all for me uh, i hope you're doing great again thank you so much for joining me today uh, my guest for today's story time is someone who's very dear to me a really great friend of mine and uh, today's topics will be more on the 1 a.m 2 a.m thoughts uh, on life and um, it's more on the mini existential thoughts on life and because philosophy Yep, it's about philosophy. It really intrigues me, and I really love the concepts on philosophy. So today I brought with me, at least in my eyes, an expert. So without further ado, uh, welcome back to the BDAC podcast. Join me in today's story time. folks dear friends welcome back to the bdac podcast and today we open this today's show with one of my favorite segments on the show even though we only have like three it's called story time and today i have with me a really great friend to discuss more on the not that taboo but more on the deep and the sentimental thoughts on life so please welcome my good friend and my good classmate mark Orpo. mark welcome to the show hello hello thank you so much actually thank you this is how do I say this? Big. This is a big moment. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to give some insights that you like to know. That's all I can say. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much for that, Mark. So, dear friends, you know, Mark and I have known each other for about three years. Yeah, you came in grade 10. Yeah, for three years now. And uh, uh, I can't really say anything much about our dynamic because, you know, I mean, we're all on different places inside the classroom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but this year, we were, we're both on the student council, and that's just really great. And uh, we're both graduating, and uh, Mark's a pretty you know, jack-of-all-trades. So, Mark, you know, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and maybe share some, some, I don't know, some stuff about you. that It's like a getting to know you first. The first uh, general question, getting to know you. And maybe you can share your weekly update, like your highlights of the week. So go ahead, Mark, take it away. Well, okay. I'll just start with introducing myself. So you already heard I'm Mark Cuerpo. Uh, rather than giving a long explanation of my whole life story, I'll give you a short, simple avatar or example. Just think of Michael Reeves, but rather than engineering, it's just into politics and philosophy. <laughs> so you get mixed in with all the craziness and all the crackhead, 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 nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> that's all. That's how we could sum it up. And I mean, it's not a bad thing unless, <laughs> you know, if you want to have a friend, but sometimes people walk away, run away, but it's life, it's life. But yeah, a highlight of the week, not much happened other than we had, I had, I had a chat with a few friends last night and we had a debate considering that the death penalty, <laughs> a pretty dark topic, pretty dark topic, but we managed wow. to be able to yeah we managed to convince the person uh you know it's just a temporary solution to a bigger problem so that's all i could say is important that happened that's all thank you mark yeah. so you know dear friend i don't know if you already know this but today's discussions uh probably something that's like been going through my head every now and then because you know as an adolescent you know we're both 
uh, adolescents. I think uh, we are really exposed to like so many types of things, so many different events, so many different you know happenings in life, and we're on that developmental and experimental stage. And I think one thing that really like uh, something that helps us like move on with life is the topic of philosophy. Like even though we don't really see it. It's like we feel we so much feel it whenever we read up on something. We're like, wait, I think I've been living like this. Wait, I think I should apply this to my work ethic, to my life ethic, and all those things. So uh, I think uh, I haven't told this to the uh, to our dear viewers yet, Mark. But uh, uh, prior to this podcast that I created, uh, I really consider myself as something that's. Oh, I think I may have mentioned it before, but I really have this affinity for like the classical like literature, so of like for the Greek, the Romans, and all those things, and uh, most importantly, the the Renaissance or the Renaissance era. And I really love the insights of many of the poets, the literarists. How do I say that? The literature back then is really amazing, and. Part of the, the part of those era, part of those uh, part of my affinity to those types of things, was really philosophy and how I really see philosophy as a way, you know, for me to really re-engineer my life structure, see it on a different perspective, and think about how I can deal with the people uh, better. So I I got into philosophy, uh, Mark, uh, primarily because of the readings of Plato. Now, for some reason. I wanted to sound smart. I wanted to sound like really complex. Like this, well, this, Don't we all? Yeah, yeah. Like this kid is different. He reads philosophy. Whoa. What? That's different. And then uh, I started with Shakespeare, actually. I was like, oh, okay. And then later on, I developed this interest for like the Greeks and the Romans. And then I, I, I came to Plato and I was like, wow, this is, I think this is a great start. You know, and, and ever since then, I started reading up on some stuff, reading articles, listening to vlogs, listening to uh, podcasts on philosophy. So I want to ask you, Mark, you know, uh, in class, uh, Mark is the very, very uh, silent but intellectual type of being. He's very, very well-versed on the topics of philosophy and politics. So, you know, Mark, I don't think I've asked this to you personally, but now's the time. So I want to ask, you know, what got you into reading up on these things? You know, can you kindly share your story about this? Yeah. Well, to begin where I got interested in philosophy and I know you have to start with how I got interested in his uh, in history in the first place because I wouldn't be interested in politics or philosophy to begin with because uh, as a kid uh, grew grew up in a family that's uh, how do I say this uh, considered uh, um, born or raised under the values of Masonic teachings or the Demoli teachings I'm sure you're aware of the those sort of fraternities yep, and yep, brotherhood. Yep. Yeah, because the family, my whole family, especially from my father's side, was all raised or all influenced under the Masons and the Demolays. So now there's that one uncle who was who graduated in the Philippine Military Academy. So it passed down to the whole perspective that at least one someone in the family in the family side is a milit is part of a uh, graduated PMA or went to West Point. So that that passed down to my dad since he was a Demolay, but he didn't go join the Mason, so there's that feeling within him that maybe since I didn't reach that point of high ship, the, the leadership of becoming renowned and part of something bigger, contributing to the world, maybe I should teach that to my children. So that passed down to, you know, to my sister and to me. And there would be times where my dad would, he'd show me, he'd tell me about history facts, so on and so forth. Then he'd tell me about Philippine history, then he'd show me World War II movies, stuff like that. That got me interested in generally first history. And then somehow it did take a dark turn because when I started learning history, there was this sort of fascination for people, for certain people. And I can only name one for the sake of not trying to sound weird, but Back then, I tried to read up, read up upon Benito Mussolini. That just really took a really, <laughs> it's a really cringy thing to look at back then. But past is past. Past is past. Yeah, past is past. You cannot blame yourself because a child is the child of a man. No, child mentality. You couldn't. I know. Like, it was just hard to not really fall in love with it, and that's how you can't deny. That's how powerful they 
just how powerful the influence he really brings. So, you know, as a kid, just reading it, reading upon it, reading his speeches, so on and so forth. It's like, wow, these are interesting. And then I read upon more facts. And then it went beyond Benito Mussolini, went beyond to Korean history, Japanese history, Chinese history, US history. Then there was more figures I got, you know, I got to learn about. And they're like, what? He's not the only pug guy. He's not only, you know, there's so much more people to learn about. And then, you know, got influenced by my sister as well. Because I think back then, we were, they were having a debate about Marcos. And then, oh boy, that just got me into thinking, maybe I should try to learn about it myself and see what's right and true. And then after that, it felt a bit empty learning politics, I mean, history in itself, because you're just learning history, but what's there to learn from it? And then it dragged me all the way into politics and then saying, if you learn these things from history, then you could apply it into being a politician and then being a better politician. And that got me started into like ideologies and so on and so forth. Usually back then in Ateneo, there'd be kids who saying, you should join the communist party, something like that, join our side. Then another kid, don't join them, join us. Be a right wing. And it's, it was a mess, it's Ateneo. But, you know, considering that it brought, there was this, there was this center, there's this, uh, how do I say this? There was this escape from the polarized community of politics. And that was, of like course- some safe zone. Yeah, yeah, the safe zone. Of course, since it's Ateneo, it was the Catholic kids. <laughs> of course, they're like- The traditionalists. <laughs> exactly. Oh, don't get me started. Guitars, music, singing along. Jesus will save us. Oh, it was it was the only safe place that you could go to in Ateneo. But compared to the polarized two sides which you had to choose, if you went with the traditionalism or not, it felt much safe. Because they'd always say that, you know, even despite the fighting, there was always love to prevail. Then no matter what. We're all humans. And then religions, aside religion, ideologies, you know, moral belief, or not moral, but moral tradition, traditionalist beliefs, we're all human and then we're all red blood. And that was just a nice thing to think about. And then that led to the need to want to learn philosophy. And mostly, again, all of these, I'm sure you have experienced it, that's what everyone has. YouTube has, done, has been a great factor in influencing us all. In the stuff exactly. Then you know, just a few philosophy, philosophy, you know, philosophy documentary videos in YouTube just came out. And like, okay, I'll watch this. Then it just grew and grew to a bigger interest. And then now it just brings to a whole realization that history, politics, philosophy, almost everything could be interconnected into you know something that could be big. That's all I could say. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great insights. And the fact that you started with history and it all echoed to, you know, everything that you are now, everything that you listen to now, everything that you really taken now. Uh, I can't help but remember that uh, I'm not sure who told me this, but I think a good friend, I'm pretty sure it was a good friend who told me that his history teacher told them that the fact that history repeats itself, you know, that, that's how it's happening. The fact that history repeats itself means that we're not learning you know we're not learning anything and i was like wow that's very intriguing and i i can't help but remember you know how when one of plato's writings that he really in, suggests that a king or a, a monarch or anyone in power must not just be someone who's like ruling just power and all those things he must be someone who's also a philosopher who has that idea who has that great scope of, you know, of how to really work things ethics and all those things and you know this discussion can really go from places place a to place b or you can even go from point a to point z in the span of one second I, i'm really i'm really scared in a way because this topic might be kind of sensitive but i guess now is the right time because you know as as members of the youth i, I think we have a lot to say about these types of you know happenings uh, around us and i guess we should start living by you know somewhat good examples or even if we find a bad example we should discover how we can 
change these things. You know, I, as you know, Mark and I were talking uh, two days ago, and I mentioned about how was I how I was intrigued about uh, Machiavelli's writing on the Prince, and uh, I haven't even really wrote uh, like read up on that piece, but then I found some interesting arguments. I guess we can take the time to discuss later if we have the time if i don't get you know too sober or whatever <laughs> these are just these are just sober thoughts anyway uh -oh. so, <laughs> so you know mark uh lately you know as i as i introed a while ago uh we are innovative people the generation today and you know we tend to lose sight of things and for me the way that i can you know go back to where I belong, to the course that I wish I go to is through philosophy, through the philosophical ideas, those that I read, those that I see, and how I really wish to practically apply these. I want to ask you, can you share like maybe one thing based on your readings that really never fails to intrigue you or something that you really live by? Because that's how I see philosophy as something you live by. I'm not sure about the exact definition though, but maybe you can care to explain or care to school me on, on, on this type of video. So care to share, Mark. Well, to be honest, it feels a bit hard to rather give a take of saying that I've uh, un unwillingly, in a way, how do you say this? Well, not unwillingly, you know, again, uh, how I somewhat accepted to follow just a certain philosophical study or belief. Because... Sure, I've, I've recently tried to take some time to learn about hedonism, objectivism, nihilism, all those certain lifestyle philosophical ideas where like, it's revolutionary again, again. And then there's always that one dude in the party who's like, yeah, I'm a nihilist. I know what I'm talking about. You know, you try to understand what they're talking about. And then it's just, cause we tend as humans to categorize ourselves and to say that, oh, I followed this certain thing and then the others know. I wouldn't, this just doesn't feel right to do that. And honestly, in terms of philosoph philosophical you know, beliefs, which I am experiencing right now or trying to understand, there's not just one, but as humans, we always try to learn a lot, everything. When we don't know something, we always continue to learn and learn and learn. So it's not just one, it's all that possible that could be learned. Like stoicism, you know, in stoicism, you try to go beyond, well, not go beyond, but just understand whether what's worse could always be, you know, there could always be something better in the end. Or in Nietzsche's teachings, Amor Fati, love for faith, just accept what was the past, you know, these are interesting things. And if you mix them together, it could work along. Or let's see, in objectivism, in Iron Rands, I know where you know it always has that sort of, uh, you know, people look at it in the perspective that oh, it's the bit, it's like the, the selfish, you know, uh, selfish perspective where like there's that blonde girl who's always like, I I'm important. I should get what I want. <laughs> That's what they think of objectivism, but. I, I remember listening to a, one of her interviews about love and she makes a good point to treat a marriage as a sort of business contract because you're doing it out of selfish love for each other. That's in your perspective. Which is much better than, how do you say this? You're loving a person because you have, there's that feeling of, I should love this person because I should love her or I should love him. That, but it's much better you love each other because you have that selfish need to love each other because you really both, you know. So that's, and it's, it really shocks you in a way that, you know, first you really think that they're selfish and then oh, somehow they have a point. Or in nihilism, it, there's always that perspective where like, ah, it's just this, those edgy kids who just want to do what they want, who smoke, who drink, you know, but there's always a point and there's always a truth and there's always a lie in everything. There's always pros and cons. So honestly, it's hard to rather sub subject myself just to one belief as all of it is all applicable into life. As that's why there's always a lot to get into because there's always much more. And no doubt, there will always be other sort of philosophical teachings that will be out there. Because again, we're only at just a beginning 
of life or at least just the beginning of something greater because again we're just monkeys in a planet just sitting here clever enough to beat other animals and say oh i have a life but what's the purpose you know we're it's just hard you know just to pertain to one philosophical idea but if i'd like to sum it up it would be just do what you feel like it's necessary to do but it has to be right and wrong it depends on you just try to think about it and then you know you never know what happens after so it's the best it's that quote from soren soren the danish philosopher so soren something he said that do or don't you'll regret both that maybe that's maybe that's I could say the philosophical idea of which I try to follow. Thank you, Mark. That was that was really great. And you know, I, I, I whenever I encounter or talk to you about these types of things, I really remember how you know those that feeling at like one a.m. or like two a.m. <laughs> can't sleep. And then you start thinking to yourself, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you, you start having that mini existential crisis. Yeah. And then you're just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know, <laughs> those moments, right? And then, uh, then I, 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 I don't know if lately I've been having those types of epiphanies and having those like thought processes or head spaces lately. But sometimes it just really hits you. you know? It's just really there and you just have to acknowledge it and you have to start thinking, how does this, you know, make me feel? How does this? How do I? How should I make my life better? And that's why I love philosophy. You know, you get to read up on things, you get to really see uh, different perspectives and how you should deal with people. I, I know I'm going circles with, with how I view philosophy, but lately, you know, I've been as you mentioned, it was stoicism, and uh, I, I read, I saw this video. Uh, I haven't really fully read up on it, but uh, I saw this video, and it really tells you that. Uh, don't care <laughs> just don't care about anything and i remember seeing this reddit post and it was just like how are reddit, the, reddit <laughs> how are the, you know, one one user was asking like how do those people who don't give a damn about life how come they're like the ones who are like really happy they're like the ones who are like really fulfilled in those types of things and one user commented which really struck me he was like that's because he knows what he's going to do so i was like whoa and then I was like, come to think of it, you know, that's the concept of like, I think as far as I understood, no, <laughs> that's how stoicism is. It's like, you have to pick those things that you really want to do, those things you have to do, and the rest, don't think about them. And then you live a fulfilled life because you only know what you do. You only do what you want to do and all those things. And I was like, wow, I can't help but think about that. And then one discussion that we had for literature, I think uh, last year was uh, deconstruction. I was really amazed by this uh, French philosophy, Jack Derrida. He had this uh, idea called deconstruction. And he mentioned how, you know, whenever we encounter things in life or even from the simplest things that we read, the media that we consume, try to break that down, deconstruct it. And then you read everything slowly or you check every salute, everything that happened one by one, and then you create your own meaning. And, and I got intrigued about that because like, wow, that's something to think about, you know, in life. It's like where you are right now, you know, break it down, break down what happened throughout the day. And then come to see, was it fulfilling? You know, something like that. You, you get those thoughts, that, that different headspace. And lately also, for some reason, I get like sentimental because one night, a couple of weeks ago, I just told myself, oh, wait, I can't get yesterday back. And that floored me. I was like, wait, whatever happened or whatever I did yesterday, there's no replay button. That's it. And I was like, you know, you know, that concept, you know, Carpe Diem sees the day. And I was like, hold up. You can't get yesterday back. And I was like, that really floored me. And I was like, whoa, what about you, Mark? You know, how are you lately? What's like the headspace that you have lately? Maybe you care to share? Well, <laughs> it'd be, it's, it might be sound a bit rude, but uh, it's concerned what you mentioned a while ago of how like, how are people so happy considering that, you know, 
people some there's things called doomers and then you know people are like, like having existential questions of like ah there's no point anymore i mean a bit i mean the dude's answer is a bit right they know what they're doing but they know what they're doing under the certain box of what they perceive is that's all that there is to it so that's what i feel bad about that's what i feel it just makes me think that it's just so sad how to think that other people are so blissful in life but you can't blame them how fun it is to just live a blissful life you don't have to worry about such stuff that you know we have to worry now over you know like oh maybe there's something that there's you know after death it's just blank they don't have to worry about that because they're having a blissful life of yes maybe there's a jesus there or maybe i don't know it just hurts just the thing you know late nights you'd have to think is this all part of someone's plan or is this all worth it? It's just going to end anyways. And then you prop up to the whole idea where it, then, you know, just let it happen. Because if you watch a movie, you're not going to stop halfway and then just give up. You're going to watch the whole thing up until the end to enjoy it. And then, but what are you going to do after the end? Don't you want to live longer to know what happens at the end? And then that brings you the whole FOMO, fear of missing out. Now that's, yeah, that's what's happening. Just missing out. Because... You just want to explore space. You just want to see what happens. You want to see what's the unknown. I mean, that's typical for us humans because we want to know what's the unknown, but sometimes we're scared of what's the unknown. That's why we're scared of horror films because we don't know what's there, what's going to shock us. It's just that what scares me. And we limit ourselves to such petty arguments of, you know, geopolitics. And we're like, this is my territory or you shouldn't have nukes or stuff like that. We limit ourselves to such, you know, little things which could be easily solved with like, why are you fighting like a bunch of kids just bickering around that could be solved? It's like they're playing, fighting over against a toy, which soon, if they grow up and they realize that it's just a toy, it's a materialistic thing, they grow up and like, oh, we're family in the end. That's it. That just makes me how, just makes me sad how, how blissful we are. And how just because of that, someone like me would want to explore and know so much would have to miss out because we're just living in such a a darn <laughs> we live in a society Hell, as what we do live in a <laughs> <laughs> and you know see the way that you hopped off like on the, that idea that i mentioned see this is what i love about philosophy and the discourse like on philosophy it's like these 1 a.m or 2 a.m thoughts that you have it's best to be conveyed because you get to learn new stuff and you start, you know, leveling it up like to a certain higher level in which at the end of the day, you still don't know the answer to whatever question you have. And then just reaching into the unknown, the expanding unknown, that's it. Yes, exactly. That's why I really love philosophy. So thank you so much, Mark. You know, I hope you're enjoying this discourse because I am. I really love how this is going. So uh, I want to turn now to a more practical like aside, uh, you know, and I think philosophy hasn't answered this, but I want to hear from you. You know, something that I really question lately or something that I haven't found the answer on is how to deal with disappointment. Because if you think about it, obviously in every, in almost any situation, there's always like two parties, you know, there's always that one person that one person that's uh, being dis- disappointed because of another person. It's like, I don't know how to really, how do you like deal with it? Is it because like, okay, I'm disappointed and then, we all move on the next day. But then it's really not connecting. You know, I, I can't really seem to connect the dots on how to really deal with this event because, you know, you can deal with death. Like, okay. You, you can deal with like the passing of certain someone because, you know, we're all going to die soon. Something a philosopher would say, we're all going to die soon. <laughs> like, what, 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 what do you think? What, what do you think, Mark? Like, how do you deal with disappointment? Hmm. It may sound a bit blunt. And a bit harsh for some in a way it's yeah, some sort of harsh, you know but it's a matter of just accepting it that it's just normal you know sometimes people will make mistakes and then you'd not like it but you have to deal with it because in the end we all make mistakes it's just all part of the game of life for which we're all playing you know which we're all you know so you can't it's not justified to get mad at someone who is in the same game as you and who's also trying as hard as you. But it's just the issue that 
they weren't either given the same sort of privilege you have and so on and so forth. You have to understand that they're humans as well. And in terms of that, it's best that, that one's a hard question in terms of that. It really made you think that, yeah, maybe they're in a better place, but you have to think that maybe they lived a blissful life and they didn't really enjoy life. And then make you much more disappointed. It's just, it's all a matter of just having a positive outlook at it. Because if you try to look at it at a, a, a negative way, it's never really going to solve anything. It's just going to stick there. It's much more, look at it in a positive light. Go, again, do or don't, you'll look at both. So why not just stick with the positive? And there's always something positive to happen in the end. It's just something that life manages to do in a way that there's always something positive. Again, again, and I'm just repeating, there's always something positive because you just really have to look at it all in a positive way because you're just going to end up being that one sucker who's in the party, who always sitting down wearing a black jacket and just in the corner and then nobody wants to talk to him because you always make it, you bring the mood down. I mean, why not just live life, you know, happy? It's that... It's like that story, that book, which I read. He was a philosopher who wrote it. It was about a man who lived in a small village with a, a small village that seemed to be the last of humanity. And then his father walked out into the forest. Then he, his son walked and then he found his father dead with a snake bite. Most likely that's what the villagers said, it was the snake. So the kid, the kid got really mad his only, his only family, his only left family, the father died. And then he just had that rage and disappointment. Like, damn it, if he, that my father didn't leave, then he wouldn't have died. If that snake didn't exist, then he wouldn't have died. So he took it upon himself to go out, leave the village and kill the snake himself. And then the village was like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it, you shouldn't. But he did. So he went on, traveled looking for that snake. And he found this old lady who happened to be wise and because she would show him these, these things of a graveyard of old computers and old glasses. And then it shows you the story that it's in a, a world where nuclear war happened. And then there's these so-called new gods, which were us, who created technology, who created a no. And then it just, she would continue saying that these were the toys of the new gods. Then the kid would ask, what happened? Where are they? Then he'd say, they got bored. They, they got angry at themselves. And then it leads to that point where the kid finally got the sword, which was powerful, would make them feel powerful. And then the old lady said, now we'll help you kill the snake. Because she was helping him find the snake. She, he found the snake. He was about to strike the snake. It disappeared. And then it shows how this is the issue of us because we find, we always try to find something to blame to if something doesn't go our way and we always get angry at it. And that's what would cause the end of society. We always want to blame something and not be at fault. We always have that reason like, damn it, damn it. It's that person's fault or it's that no fault. And we would get bored, but you know, it just really makes you think that now maybe we shouldn't get mad. And she thought of like, live your life. She told the kid, live your life, so on and so forth. Your father was here too. Because apparently the whole village went through the whole same thing, meeting the old woman. So they all learned that, you know, just live life. That's why they're all happy. Just live your life. That's what we made a mistake of, always trying to blame something. I mean, it, you, it's apparent in almost everything. Again, drawing back to geopolitics, if, if you could go to the longest issue, Israel and Palestine, they're just blaming, bickering around. It's its fault because they commit such crimes. It's another person's fault because they commit such crimes. Let's go to, let's go to what? The current, you know, ch um, China and USA. I don't know, there's something like that. There's something like that. They're the bad guys. They're the bad guys. Again and again and again. We'll always find something to blame. And then, you cannot, I know, because it's a good sort of propaganda to gather people around, to hate, 
it's what Hitler did is he current he grew such hate towards a specific reason that everyone could adhere to, everyone could join around, and then it just shows the sort of complexity, not complexity is how such simple humans could be could be gathered around a concept of hatred of one certain thing. And that's what we have to fix about ourselves, you know? Hating of hatred. Cancel culture. So, yeah. Cancel culture, <laughs> exactly. Twitter is a good example. We're so quick to judge and join in the fun of, ah, this person said like that, this person said that, and then we should cancel him, we should cancel him. A good example is this YouTuber who I watched called me Carson. He was Anna, alleged for grooming a, Anna, I think, 17-year-old. She was turning 18. He was like, what, 21? Jeez, I, felt, I mean, sure, in a sense, you're right that he what he did was wrong. But to go such lengths to hate him and then not to look at him, you know, what you did was wrong. But you don't have to repeat it again. You could have, you, you just need help. You just need guidance, not repeat. But again, just like the kid, we just want, we go blindly rage. And then we just want to hate. We just want to blame that one reason. That's where I think disappointment, that's the whole issue of our disappointment. If it comes to hating someone or it comes to hating a thing, you know, you just, it's not going to solve anything, hating that thing. Rather, you just have to not go around it, but go through it to solve it and to see what's in there. It's like that whole quote of like, go around the wall. I feel like, look at the wall. See why the wall's there. Try to understand, you know? Or, you know, that whole, the trolley, the trolley situation, you know, where there's one person tied up and there's another bunch of people now the issue is, you know, it's a, it's a funny meme because why do you have to choose between the two of them? Why don't you just try to stop the trolley? Or why don't you try to find out who made the trolley, who tied up the people there? You know, that's what we always do. Always look at such a narrow mind. Oh, that's a, that's that's disappointment. <laughs> See, no, I'm disappointed, but you know, you have to have high hopes because eventually, like. There's this philosophical belief. I forgot the name of the philosopher, Freud or something, that eventually humanity will continue to progress into becoming much more rational, much more sane. And you can't deny it. I mean, back then we wouldn't we wouldn't agree that, you know, black people shouldn't have the same rights as white people. But now it's starting to progress. And you like how we like women shouldn't have the same no as men. But now, you know, women can drive, women can vote. It's just a matter of that's how we could say for disappointment, but <laughs> I think I'm going too far, but yeah, it's hard to, it's it's easy in a way to dwell, dwell, dwell in the whole, like, don't be disappointed at someone because you you have to understand that they're human as well and so on and so forth. But in terms of death, yeah, it gets a bit depressing. And I'm, I understand that your podcast is supposed to be happy and lighthearted. No, 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 it's all right. No, I, I mean, I, I think this is my one way of like, Reality check. <laughs> and Vibe check. Reality check. And it really dawned on me lately that, uh, no. you know, at the end of the day, when you're being called by death, you know, what do you do? Yeah. What, what what do you say? What do you do? Are you happy? Are you fulfilled? What, what do you do? I mean, that, that's why I think uh, today's episode must be named. It makes you think because I love this. Yeah. You know, it really makes you think. And I know the name of the podcast is Better Days Are Coming. And this 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 episode particularly might be something weird. <laughs> might be something <laughs> different of about <laughs> maybe very different about uh why the from from how I do the usual episodes, the usual yeah, things yeah. that I talk about. But I guess it's nice if I did this like early on <laughs> so that uh, it, it's a uh, now's the time to like really think about stuff and I'm sorry to you, my dear friend, in advance. If ever you, if ever you feel some sort of emotion, you can just skip to the next episode. If ever, <laughs> if ever this isn't your cup of tea, don't worry. I'll have more episodes. But, uh, you know, Mark, thank you so much for joining me. I, I think this is the best avenue for us to catch up and to really talk about, you know, recent happenings and you know some solutions to some problems that we may face. And I, I think with the discussion, the discourse that we've had today, I think 
I'm gonna sleep well tonight. Uh, I, I've I've expressed my yeah yeah, and also to you, my dear friend. I hope you'll be able to sleep tonight, also. And uh, this it really go ahead, Mark. Yeah, say something. If you're gonna sleep well tonight, let me just add that <laughs> sleep is a sort of that being shy. <laughs> Try to sleep well I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you mark so so you know uh i think uh we've had a really really great discussion and uh this really calls for a part two in which uh, we really deal with more with, with, with the most uh intense types of stuff stuff so that you know we're aware and we yeah th- there's more to this this is just the beginning of something new so i hope you know I-, i can get you back on the show to talk about more of the existential type of stuff so uh, i guess this is to close our episode to close this segment today uh, any final words or words of advice that you would like to share to the people today because uh, allow me to start because i don't know who said this but i remember seeing this uh, as a post and uh it-, it really intrigued me because i'm not sure if this is a philosopher or an artist but he mentioned that uh Where everyone goes, run the other direction, and that intrigued me because I was like, "Wow, that's something to think about." That's true. That's true. You know, whenever where everyone goes, run the other direction. I was like, "Wow." I I may have phrased it incorrectly, but uh, that's the gist of the the actual saying. And up to this day, I I still live by those words. Where everyone goes, run the other direction. So, Mark, you know, any final words of wisdom or any advice that you'd like to share, aside from obviously, will die soon, repent, repent. <laughs> the typical, think, but yeah, go ahead, Mark. Anything you like to share? I know what you said. That's actually right. Because why follow others when you can make your own path? It's just, it's just meaning. It's just quote meaning. Is a jumper you have to make yourself, a sweater you have to make yourself, a, pay, a essay paper you have to make yourself, because you don't. You, you're finding meaning. It's not as easy as oh, you're given this, you're given that, you become rich, you have many houses, and then you're happy. No, no, no. These are things of which are made, you know, like a instru- set of instructions that you follow. That's not real meaning, because in the end, it's like how pets. They're okay, which is you feed them, you give them a home, but they never ask why am I here? Why they don't know? Because they're living a blissful life. If you just if you enjoy like being rich, then then you're just like a pet, you're just like a cat, and then you're just bliss, living a blissful life. You have you make your own meaning in life, and then by doing that and how you do that, you just live life. Do or don't. Again, do or don't. You'll get both. Just live life, and especially in that. That will never be vain if you take the time to be with that person who you love the most. You take the time to be with them, those small moments, no matter how you think that that is a no. You can't help but to have that tingly feeling where your hair grows up and then you just feel loved when you think of those small moments with the person you love, you know, and then you'll never feel disappointed. Just be with the one people who you love, love other people understand that they're people too just be nice and then in the end everything the day, better days will come that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying <laughs> pun intended let's go fog is that fog is that fog? yes Lucas? yes <laughs> thank you so much mark so you know uh, dear friend uh thank you so much uh for joining uh this segment of the show uh we now move on to the next part of the show uh six word stories but Once again, uh, I have with me Mark Werpos. Thank you so much, Mark. Virtual round of applause. Clap, 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 clap. Thank you, Mark. We now on with the next part of the show, Six Word Stories. All right. So for today's Six Word Stories, they're brought to us by my friend Mark. So I hope you had a great time with the uh, story time that we had a while ago. Uh, so without further ado, we welcome you guys to the Six Word Stories for today. So for today's Six Word Stories, we begin. The story is told... If we only had more time. Next, the other story: sticks, bows, swords, guns, nukes, sticks. And lastly, break his bed, not his heart. So thank you for that, Mark. If you're 
listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for the six word stories. And again, dear friend, you know, if you have uh, six word stories to share, or if you have uh, other insights that you like to share, or if you want to be part of this podcast, feel free to share your insights and comments through the following outlets. Number one, the Facebook page of the podcast at facebook.com slash bdac podcast number two you may email me at bdac podcast at gmail.com or three you can share your insights to the anchor message link through anchor.fm slash message slash bdac you can check out this message link actually also on the anchor page of this podcast at anchor.fm slash bdac so thank you so much for joining me dear friend uh on today's episode allow me to move on uh to the closing part of today's show So thank you so much for joining me, dear friend. I really miss doing this, and I hope you miss the podcast too. And I hope you had a great time in today's show. You learned a lot, and uh, see you again. I'll really try my best to do this every week because this is really my outlet and uh, chill way to end you know, uh, a really stressful week. Uh, I hope you are prepared for the week to come. Uh, I- I'm not. I truly am not. I'm really scared of what's going to happen. And I'm really nervous because you know so much is going to happen as I predict. But again, I don't want to waste time thinking about the future. I'm just going to live in the now. So I hope you had a great uh, time today. I hope you got a lot of insights. And again, if this triggered you somehow, my apologies. You could just move on to the next episode. I really just wanted to express my thoughts and uh, bring with me a good friend who really loves the idea of philosophy. And... Uh, I'm not going to attack this to sensitive content. I, I just really hope you had a great time and you really, you know, saw new, saw new things. You know, I, sh- I shed a new light on uh, different things through this podcast. And I hope you had that breakthrough or that thought that hmm, this thing really makes you think. So better days are coming ahead, dear friend. Uh, I hope you had a great time today. Uh, stay safe. Uh, always wash your hands. And when you can, give a hug to that special someone or anyone that you wish to give a hug because you know the warmth of a hug is really needed lately and uh, you can make the difference so thank you so much my dear friend for joining me in today's uh, episode i hope you had a great time and see you again uh, next week never forget that better days are coming ahead Uh, god bless you and stay safe see you bye